0: Hey guys, welcome to the Mommy Essentials Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing birth stories, um, just educating yourself and being prepared for labor and delivery, and just to make your experience as peaceful and as joyful as possible with your little one. So I hope you all enjoy this. I interviewed my dear friend, Alora, who was um, willing to share her her private story and just you know it's a joyful but a hard one and it has ups and downs and I'm just so thankful that she was willing to join me and to share and I'm really excited about her little one on the way and we um, hopefully will get her back to have a birth story with Macy as well so I hope you all enjoy this episode and thank you so much for listening Oh, oh, Hey guys, welcome back to the Mommy Essentials Podcast. This is Annie, your host. So today I have a special surprise. I have my good friend Allura with me today, and she's going to share her birth story with us. So she is currently expecting she's going to be having a little girl in August, but she still very much remembers her first birth. So we are going to hand over the reins to her and let her show us um. Some things that she learned and some things she went through that will hopefully encourage and uplift y'all and just to know that it's really important to educate yourself before you give birth so here we go and laura you've got the seat all right so
1: with my pregnancy the you know the different trimesters were a little bit different for me the first trimester i was sick for like the entire not like not like morning sickness like i had an actual cold That lasted for like a month because you know they say or not a month but more like a month and a half because you know they say don't take medicine so you can get through it if you have a really bad cold because oh that was that was rough but overall the actual pregnancy was rather easy compared to the one i have now so (laughs) so, i I was uh, like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that one was so much easier except for that cold at the very beginning. So when I came close to my due date, maybe about a month before my due date, I actually went into early labor or preterm labor. Like, it's like a scare where you get the contractions. It feels like contractions. Like, they were timed. We were timing them, which usually like the Braxton Hicks, they don't have the timer. Like, you don't. they're not consistent, but mine were. Oh, and gosh. so, I was, I was like, oh, dear. So, we go to the hospital. It's was, like, 9 o'clock at night. We go into the hospital, which my husband's not very good at being up at night. But he chugged <laughs> through tired. it real good. well. Yeah. Aww. Bless him. Um, So, he, we went to the hospital. And I we were there all night. And my contractions <laughs> were consistent. But I was getting nowhere. Nowhere at all. I think I got to, like. Two centimeters, and that was it. It was, it was frustrating. It was very frustrating because I'm like, at this point, please, I just wanted to continue. So we went back home. They like, they stopped, and because you don't get past three, I think, is you get past three centimeters, then you're actually, I think that's what I've heard, three or four, three or four, then you actually get to stay, Mm -hmm. basically. So they sent me home, and then I about two weeks before my due date. I, again, went into a scare where it was like at 10 o'clock at night, I started having contractions, and they were consistent. And even my mom came over, and we were walking up and down the street at 10 o'clock at night trying to get the contractions going. We went to the hospital. They were timed. They were getting close to, like, they're, they're like five minutes apart and stuff. Wow, I don't even remember those. I'll, crazy. I go in to to the hospital and i was only two and a half centimeters no. i was like no and we were there all night Boys. left and it did not change like i think i got up to three at one point but at that point they're like it's hit like it's not changing enough so you're gonna have to go so we go back home we're exhausted i'm like ah oh, goodness gracious so it's getting closer to my due day. You know, they do the month, the like weekly checkups right, instead yes. of monthly. Right. And so I go in for my weekly, and they're like, you know, he's getting really big and you're swelling up a lot. Looks like you may be having signs of preeclampsia. Although my blood pressure was not going up at all, which my mom naturally has very, very low blood pressure and I do too. So that kind of, I think that kind of helped with it. So we, They're like, he's getting really big. He seems bigger than his normal size, so we're probably going to have to induce you if you don't go into labor by your due dates. So I'm like, no. (laughs) Because I was like, I would rather have it, you know, all natural. But so we scheduled the due date to be on the 9th of July. And everybody was placing bets if I was going to be going into labor early or not.
0: (laughs) And They're like 4th of July. Yes, everybody
1: those. was guessing. And the only one who guessed the 9th was my husband. That's hilarious. <laughs> he was, and oh, nobody goodness. believed him. Nobody believed him <laughs> <and> <laughs> that I would make it to there. And I'm telling you, I tried everything to induce spicy foods, specific teas, oh, like anything. Except for, well, there's one I didn't try. was eating eggplants. I heard that eating oh, eggplants helps. I did not know that i've not heard that but i did not try it because i hate eggplant like growing up my mom loved eggplant she would make every now and then for us and we yeah. hated it it was like so my mom's like eggplant and she's like trying to get me to eat it. i'm like no i will not eat eggplant. so i don't know if Sorry. it would have helped i heard it could but i don't know Yeah, <laughs> I, <feel like> <laughs> I, I can't give you an accurate <laughs> answer if that actually helps or not so, oh. comes my due date, and they're like, well, it looks like you're going to have to be induced. I'm like, okay. So, my appointment what to get to the hospital was at 6 in the morning. Woo! Yeah, early start. Yeah. So, I, of course, I took a shower beforehand, because I'm like, <laughs> I want to be clean. Which, I took right? a shower hey. before each and the other time where we were about to go to the hospital. I took a shower beforehand, because I'm like, Sorry, I yeah. don't want to go into the hospital, because I knew it's going to be a while that I get another shower, so... <laughs> I, I'm going to try to do that again with this baby because I just feel more comfortable taking a fresh shower. Yes. Um. So I took a shower, got ready to go. We packed everything in the car, got all of our stuff. Went to the hospital, checked in, and we were saying like they have that separate weighing room before they actually bring mm-hmm. you to one of the birthing rooms. Right. Because they said all the birthing rooms were full oh, at the wow. time. They didn't have any open. Um. So we got in, and I was inside the weighing room, quite a tiny bed. Um, and I think they're they were going to they like put attached me to all the things that they need to they didn't give me any of the stuff to induce me yet um not until i got to the actual room but i think i didn't get into the room till like nine or ten o'clock so Mm -hmm. from six to nine i was just in this room and you're in like the towel like the you know the
0: little
1: little bands and like um the what's it called it's the nightgown like yes. it's cold oh, in there it's, it's in the so cold in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> very cold uh, so not my favorite yeah and it's a very small room yeah. so um we did not bring all of our stuff in yet Don't we worry. only brought like the essentials like some snacks for my husband That's and yeah. and i did bring i did eat some granola bars myself like maybe one or two at that point, because I know like, you know, once you get into it, you can't, you yeah. don't really want to eat, yeah. which I, you know, uh-uh. not fun. Um, so we, um, once we moved into the birthing room it was really spacious it was really nice i liked it a lot it was like a nice hotel room i was like "Mm." (laughs) right so they come in and they're like okay well we're going to give you the hormone to start inducing you now so they started giving the hormone and then the doctor comes in and says okay we're going to break your water and he was having a hard time breaking my water (laughs) he says your memory is really tough and so it took a bunch so he breaks it and it's funny because he he goes he's like just so you know it's probably going to like you're slowly going to lose the liquid over the next couple hours it's gross uh no, but the thing was, is I lost it all instantly. Oh, did you? It flowed out like I a have fountain. I've not experienced that. Oh, wow. it completely. I'm like, it soaked the entire bed. Oh, the nurse had me stand up and it soaked the entire floor. I'm like, I'm uh, so sorry. Uh, oh, <laughs> she oh, was gosh. so sweet. She's like, it's okay, it's okay. And so, so yeah, yeah, all the oh, water, man. all of it out within like five seconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, Ugh. so yeah. So, I, once she changed the bedding and everything, because she had to change it all, laid back down. And we're not prepared. <laughs> nope. So, uh, laid back down. And then that's, you know, when the contractions started. And You know, they started out real simple. Like, the easier ones I had, even with the two scares, they were easier than that. So, I'm like, okay. So, I was Cabin contracts for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So I think I didn't reach past like I think I finally reached like five to six centimeters at like six o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took like what 10 hours for me to finally get to like five or six centimeters. Ooh. So that was that was pretty tiresome. And I think it was at about wow. five centimeters that I got the epidural like four or five centimeters I just about to
0: say, so you didn't even have an epidural yet so how long do you think you're in labor before the epidural
1: well it was funny because so I was I think I was like at four centimeters for like up until maybe about four o'clock, mm. and then suddenly, within an hour or two, I jumped to six centimeters. Wow! So I was like at four centimeters for so long, but I yeah. think I got the epidural probably close to lunchtime.
0: Okay.
1: And yeah. stuff. So I had it around lunchtime, and you know I had to get like they had to re give me epidural tw- uh, a second time wow. because it was taking so long. Yeah. But even then, like, later, it didn't help a lot. But um, Gosh. so I finally get to um, six centimeters at maybe about six o'clock. And then I remember the nurse leaving, and they were saying, okay, we're going to check on you later. They leave for maybe about maybe about 10 minutes they left. And then they came back in, and then they're like, Oh, you're at ten centimeters. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like zero to a hundred in a span of ten minutes. They're like, Okay, well now it's time to push <laughs> and stuff. So they were having me push. A doctor came in, checked their okay, like okay, now time to push. But the doctor, you know, left. He has other things to do. Um, which my doctor The doctor that i currently had had to leave at six o'clock because he like did a double shift so he left at six and the second doctor which is under the same practice and i met him before because my practice has like six or seven doctors and you meet them all before you give birth so i had another doctor take over and i knew who he was um, and stuff, and he took over for me after 6 o'clock, so which was like right around the time that I start got to 10 centimeters, just right when he left.
0: Which can be a jump, too. It's time!
1: Yeah, so oh. they're like, okay, time to push. So I'm like, alright. So I start pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, and like three hours later, nothing happens. Oh, goodness. I was at 10 centimeters, I was pushing as hard as I can. So... My son was sunny side up. So, basically, his head was facing down the way it's supposed to, but usually when, you know, birthing mom lays down on her back, the baby's nose is supposed to be facing towards the floor, but my son's was facing towards the ceiling, so he was facing up, and because of that, he couldn't get over my pelvic bone, and not only that, because he was a bigger size, because they already say he was a big baby. (laughs) Um, I mean, he's not the biggest one that I could, like, out there that women have birthed. But he was definitely pretty big. And so, he um he just wasn't moving at all. Oh, gosh.
0: He's like, no. I'm cozy. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> it reaches maybe about, I think, about, like, 845. And I still, he still hadn't come out. Wow. So, that's, like, three, three, four hours almost. Like, between... The time in that I was pushing in active labor. Um, so the doctor comes in and he's like, well, he isn't moving. We uh, Looks like we'll have to do a C-section. now. I'm like, I really don't want a C-section. <laughs> I'm like, uh, is there anything else we can do other than C-section? Of course, I'm saying this in between having contractions. Because by that point, being in active labor for three or four hours, the epidural wears off. <laughs> The epidural does wear off. So, I was starting to feel it a lot. Um, You know, I was definitely still numb down there, but I could feel the contractions at the top, which, of course, the painful part. Um, So, I could still feel – I could start feeling the contractions. And then the doctor was like, well, like, they could see the top of my son's head. And (laughs) my son apparently has a lot of hair. And they're like, well, we can't do the suction thing. I don't know the technical term for it, but where they, you know, suck on the baby's head to pull the baby out and like a vacuum. And they couldn't do that because of his hair, (laughs) because he just had so much hair. So I was like, is there anything else we can do other than a C-section? Because I wanted to avoid it because I knew I wanted more than one kid and I did not want to do a C-section. They're like, well, we can try forceps, which is like the tongs they use for salad. And they grab the sides of the head and they <laughs> pull a good it out. Way to put it. Yeah. That's the be- best way I could describe <laughs> yes, it. Yes. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we'll try forceps. And if we can't get with the forceps, if we can't do the forceps, then we'll have to do C section. I'm like, all right, well, at least let's try. Yeah. So he comes in he comes in they get all ready he's pulling with the forceps and it's literally like he's pulling for like a good 30 minutes still on top of the struggle already of me being active labor for three or four hours (laughs) so it so i was like i was like i am not having a section anyway my husband recalls this part and he always tells me he's like yeah i was like Hugh, I was looking at you, trying to try and encourage you, and I look at the doctor, and then suddenly the doctor shakes his head, grabs scissors, and just snips, and does a major episiotomy on me, and then within the next five minutes, my son was out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Goodness. So, after he was, like, I think he was born around, like, 9.30 at night. Okay. So, from there six, 6 o'clock in the morning, yeah. 9.30 at night, it was... It was a very yeah. long day. I also I threw up while oh, giving birth God. and stuff. I threw up, I think, when I was, like, hit after I hit uh, six centimeters and I, and above because, again, the epidural was wearing off. And so as the epidural wore off, I was starting to shake oh, yeah. and stuff and caused me to throw up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah, so that was fun
0: did you feel anything when you were
1: pushing <laughs> uh, i felt all the contractions i didn't actually yeah. feel him down there yeah. because that part was still numb That's enough good. thank the lord yes but all the contractions of the belly i could feel yeah. that full force oh, so gosh. um so i wasn't able to feel the stitches when he hmm. sewed me back up after the episiotomy yeah. which i was very happy about right. not that i would have really cared at that point right. yeah. <laughs> um but i definitely felt all the contractions and um i yeah so after having like i throw up on me and then when my son came out they placed him on my chest and then he pooped on me right after oh (laughs) feeling the love yeah so i was like uh so i have to say one thing that i've learned is to bring like the bath wipes the bath wipes adult bath wipes because that way you can like clean yourself off and wash yourself some and some like the dry shampoo because you just feel so gross after (laughs) and stuff so i just i definitely regret not packing the bath wipes for myself
0: that's a very good idea. I don't know if I added that to my hospital list. I did an episode a few weeks ago for hospitalists. I still need to post one on my Instagram. But oh my goodness, it is it's a lot of stuff to think about, but you'll never have everything.
1: Yeah. So I with that, those that's one thing. And Definitely, when it comes to you like searching for a doctor, ask them about mm. the forceps because I actually found out after I gave birth that my doctor, the one that left, and then the doctor that replaced them were the only two doctors in the hospital that knew how to use forceps. So crazy. All the other doctors didn't know how to use it. So, if any other doctor took care of me during that time, I definitely would have gone to C section because they just weren't trained on it. Mm. Um, so, definitely do your research and find out that if your doctors trained on these things because like forceps in the vacuum is i think something actually that a lot some doctors aren't being taught nowadays and so they all that's i think one of the reasons why they automatically go to c-section because they just they've never been trained on anything else which is sad and very frustrating for the moms because it just feels like it takes away our choice so i was very thankful i was like praise the lord my the doctor who happened to take over was one of the few that knew how to use them effectively and and be able to safely birth my son without having a c-section oh,
0: that is a blessing.
1: now he did have bruises on the side because oh, you know wow. with using the forceps they you know like i said it's like the tall tong- mm-hmm. salad tongs they grab the head and pull. So he did have like little Aww. bruises on the side. And because he was you know, I was pushing for so long, he had a massive cone head. Oh, Poor boy. What? His head was so yeah. like long. <laughs> but it went down. It went down. Oh, <laughs> Thank it will goodness. Get yes. We'll get it, it will get better. <laughs> so that was a trip. And then we got put place into a room, which again, most of the birth like the recovery rooms were taken up. Because there were so many people that were giving birth that night. So we, apparently we got like one of the X rooms that aren't usually used Mm -hmm. because it's a smaller room. So it was actually a very small, tight room and stuff. But we were still able to have my son in there um, with us, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only thing that frustrated me a little bit. So they were saying that during the time that... uh, my son was you know the day after they give him the first bath yeah um they're like okay well it's going to take about 30 minutes to an hour to go take him because i guess there was a wait line Mm -hmm. anyway so i i'm pretty sure it was more like 30 minutes they said anyway so they take my son (laughs) and then like it's like a little over an hour later and i'm like where's my son (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah. So, I'm like, where's my son? So, I called the front desk. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, they said it was going to take 30 minutes to an hour, and it's been over an hour. I want my oh, son back. Good grief, right? <laughs> and, like, within the next five minutes, he's back. <laughs> within the next and five like, minutes, okay, he's back. <laughs> better, I'm better, like, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, don't be afraid to ask for your son back.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be a little panicked. Yeah,
1: I was, I was... Yeah very getting very stressed which i could already tell right after getting birth that my hormones were going off and i was starting on the line of postpartum depression which mm. i did experience
0: which i would love to talk to you about too
1: yes i don't know if you want to save that for a different time
0: um we probably will do a separate podcast episode for that right now we're gonna go on break and we will be right back guys okay guys we are back excuse all our um babies in the background we're having a fun play day and they are having a blast so that's why y'all hear our extra (laughs) funny screams and giggles over here so we are back talking to my friend alora and we were talking about the birth of her son connor who's now going to be two in july and i'm i'm just i can't i cannot believe it (laughs) oh so we were discussing about um you're waiting on the bath and he finally came back I know that breastfeeding was a little bit of a struggle. Yes, it was. That very, was so hard. It was very,
1: very frustrating. Cause Ugh. three lactation consultants came in, three separate, no. and watched me try to latch him and everything like that. And they're like, "Okay, you're good," and they walked out. But I didn't find out till my son's first appointment the next day that I have inverted nipples and I can't feed him naturally. I
0: do too. So yeah, I was you know. like,
1: but it was like my son's nurse that figured out because i realized he wasn't eating that night and i kept trying like all night he was so crying it was like the first night home he was crying the entire night it was like just terrible i'm like i call my mom i'm like he's not eating i don't know what to do and so we take him to the doctor's appointment they're like well if he doesn't get fed if he doesn't like poop this many times today then you're gonna have to take him to the hospital because he's so underfed it was stressful i'm like oh my gosh like how would i have known i didn't I've never known. And again, three lactations came to me. Three. And neither one said I had this condition to where I couldn't, he wouldn't be able to latch naturally until I went to my son's doctor. (laughs) So
0: I know. That's crazy. That
1: was very frustrating. And I cried a lot. I mean, it was emotional. It was very emotional um, Mm. afterwards. And it was just, it was a big mess. But. but yeah, and my son, just to add the weight, because I know he said it was a bigger baby, he was eight pounds, seven point six ounces. Aww. So he was he was a little bit bigger than normal, but you know, big you know, enough. Yeah. I mean bigger for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not the biggest you that got, can be no, no. <laughs> But he was gay he was bigger than the average. And as he grew, he reached like he's been ninety-five percentile for his he height and weight.
0: Y'all, he's a so. football player he. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he really is. Yeah, he, he looks like a three year old and he's not even two. Huh? He's so cute. Oh my god. But um so that was, you know, experience and a half. Yeah. Um,
0: especially as a first-time mom, going through all of that is a lot to handle on your first time around. I'm yeah, told. especially,
1: I mean, going through the first-time mom going through an epidemic
0: yes. as well.
1: Because that whole thing added some other challenges. Like, we weren't <laughs> able to have family. It was just my husband and I. Which, it's nice to have another family member. I mean, I would wow. think because it is a long time that your husband has to stay up with you right, though yeah. they aren't physically like in the same space as you and should never be compared to the pain of a woman <laughs> and her mm-hmm. her experience of how exhausted she is yes. it's still like realistically staying up right. for yeah. like for me it was like what t- mm. 10 yeah six nine, nine, so that's, yes. that's a good, that's a long, good long day well that's more than 12 that's, yeah 15 hours, 15 hours. About 15 or 16 hours straight. Yeah. Trying to be attentive and focus.
0: And that's difficult. Yes. Especially when your hubby wasn't a night owl. So yeah. That's, that's an yes. early start to the
1: day. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it's definitely not, I would think it would be nice and we were hoping to have a, another person there. Yeah. For this one because now they're allowing uh, yes. more people in the hospital you, again. Lord. And yeah, um, I they did the temperature as i walked in like my temperature mm-hmm. but i didn't have to wear a mask like at That's all good. once i was in except for the only time i did have to wear a max oh, mask I was when they were see. moving me from the birthing room to the recovery room like Your just the room. hallway yeah i just had to wear a mask in the hallway but once i got mm-hmm. to the room i could take it off gotcha so that was like the only time i had to do that now every time my husband went out to the car and back like after my son was born and we had to get all the like the Mm. the car seat any stuff for that i needed um any extra bags and stuff like that every time he went out to the car and came back he had to get his temperature checked and wash his hands (laughs) so every single time walking in and out in and out um and anytime he went to get food because Hospital food tastes terrible.
0: It's really not ideal. It's really bad.
1: <laughs> like, oh, they gave me chicken salad. Oh. It tastes like a mint, like mint York peppermint pie. A chicken salad. It tastes like salad a mint.
0: Is not. I don't, not I don't think. It, <laughs> <it's not good. laughs> I doubt
1: that there was even chicken in there. Because it tasted like oh, a York peppermint pie. Yes. And I'm like, I told my husband, like, this tastes oh. like a sweet, like ice cream. He's like, what What are you talking about? I gave it to him. He's like, okay, I'm getting you something from the cafeteria. So oh, usually he would go down cafeteria and he would get me food, dude. give me some chicken. They got some pretty good chicken in the cafeteria here.
0: <laughs> they, they, they do. Um, and y'all, we go to the same hospital um, that we've delivered our babies at. So um, that's one where we can kind of relate on the food. Yeah. Also, if y'all have not heard my previous podcast, you can ask for your spouse or partner to get another tray so they can eat as well. You can request that they will not tell you that they will not even offer it, but you know they're they're hungry too, and it's pretty unrealistic that they can leave for every meal and go get your food and like it's insane. So yeah, well, I mean,
1: I didn't know that, but to be honest, I don't I think either. my I don't think my husband would eat wouldn't. that either way because <laughs> yeah. the hospital food's so bad. It's just not so it's not tasteful. At all.
0: Yeah. Especially when you've waited nine months to eat something good, yeah. Your body wouldn't let you, and now you're like, I'm ready for anything. Well, yeah, and
1: then you've been active labor or you've been labor for so long and you can't eat, and then finally, the first meal you have Mm -hmm. tastes like cardboard. (laughs) It's very (laughs) depressing. (laughs) You're like, I should
0: get a better reward for this. (laughs) That's right, yes, 100%. And while, well, before you were induced, what medicine did they give you for the inducement?
1: Uh, goodness. It was, what was it? Pit- Pitocin? Pitocin, yeah. It was, I knew it started with the P, <laughs> but, um, it was Pitocin. It was, okay. it was most, you know, one of the more commonly used ones. Um, they did, I think at one point they did offer to give me something even stronger, but I didn't need to.
0: Oh, okay
1: um because although because it looked like i wasn't moving anywhere and then suddenly i jumped to six centimeters so i just you know they really need to thank goodness because i i do like i definitely wanted to get an epidural but i didn't want to overdo it you know right yeah. I wanted to kind of, you know, balance it out, but I definitely knew I wanted an epidural.
0: Did you get now I'm trying to recall, did you get the epidural before they induced you? You didn't, right?
1: I got it after they induced me. Yeah. So I wasn't
0: felt the full on labor before
1: I got well the when you're induced it's the labor comes very, very slowly. Uh, so you. the contractions very slowly build. I've heard that that with um, when you're induced it sometimes takes longer to give birth than naturally.
0: That's what I've heard. Yeah.
1: So it took very long to meet for me to get two four to five centimeters. So like I oh, said, so I didn't get we so they started giving me they started inducing me I think at like nine o'clock yeah. in the morning and then I didn't get an epidural to like twelve or one because it took that long for me to get to four to five, seven
0: years. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mine are extremely slow.
1: Yeah. Worry, no
0: hurry. Yeah. We need more turtles. I'm hoping that this one
1: doesn't take that long.
0: No, we are praying this has got to be a smooth <laughs> and easy course. Yes. Hoping we go into labor without having to be induced. Yes. We will praying, praying, continuing to pray on that. <laughs> um...
1: But yes, now you have an adorable little man. Yes, he's yeah. been a good, he's overall been a good baby. I mean, he had some like colicky, I wouldn't stuff. necessarily call it full colic and stuff because mm-hmm. he, it's it's not necessarily like he just cried nonstop all the time. He just, he had set times where he would just cry for no reason whatsoever. He was perfectly fine and he just cried and cried and cried and there was nothing I could do to help him. So, it, it and that lasted usually for like the first month and a half, and then he usually like once he hit about two three months, everything got so much easier once he hit two three months old. Huh? Well, so,
0: which is the newborn for sure? Yeah, like so through the trenches of. Them not wanting to be out in the world and they, they want to be in the tummy because that's
1: just yeah. comfortable. And plus, I mean, that's usually that was like when he stopped being like colicky and stuff because it was very hard to get him to go sleep. Oh, very hard. But he got so much better as time went on. He's <laughs> good.
0: I mean, he's a great sleeper
1: now. Yes, he is a very good sleeper. Thank the Lord. He sleeps very well at night. so
0: good. I mean, it's Every kid is so different with this stuff. And I don't know. It's really it's been so much easier the second time around cuz I've done it and I'm like, okay, so I kind of have a little bit of an idea of what I'm doing here. I definitely don't know everything and I'm still learning. So, this is why we share these stories with each other <laughs> and learn from each other and go, "Oh, I haven't thought of that. Yeah, that'd be a good idea." so anything else that you can think of or
1: ah i can't really think of anything else
0: thank you so much for sharing hopefully someone is encouraged and i know that i am i love hearing mommy's birth stories it just warms my heart because it's a very special time bringing a little baby into the world and it's just it's really special, and there's no way to explain it. Um, but hopefully this is encouraging to someone, and they will learn something from it. If you'll have any questions or comments, email me at the mommy essentials Podcast at yahoo.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend.